Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. We'll get a chance to get a man who helps us go behind enemy lines. He is Todd Graffadini, who joins us here in the locker room on the fan 680 93.7 FM. Graff, happy new year. Thank you for joining us here in the locker room. Happy new year, team. Happy new year, guys. I hope uh, all has been well in the holiday season. And now we're uh, kicking off the new year. And, of course, it starts on uh, <laughs> Sunday in the Dome. So, uh, it, it it's been a very interesting football season, to say the least. You said that, brother. And the, the Saints and the Falcons still have what we wanted in the beginning of the season. An opportunity to go to the playoffs and an opportunity to finish the season for one of the franchises in the final game of the regular season. All of that still exists, but for both clubs this year, it just doesn't feel like it's gone the way that the fans wanted it to go. It's funny you said that, team, because I was thinking about it before I came on. The last time I was on with you guys, we were doing joint practices out Southern California against the Chargers. And we kind of figured that it was going to come down to this weekend. We, I mean, mm-hmm. that's just the way it would have been. Uh, what we didn't figure into it was you would have hoped that the Saints would have had 10, 11 wins by now, and the Falcons, who were picked by many people to win the division as well, to have 10 or 11. What we didn't know what was going to happen is what exactly has transpired, and a team, and this is really hard to stomach, a, a team that has won, uh, that at one point in the season lost six of seven games, and I'm talking about the Suckaneers, they control <laughs> their own destiny. And, and that's, that's what I think nobody thought about. It is crazy. We've gotten to this point, and you're exactly right. We mentioned it, and neither none of these teams in this division were going gangbusters, going to blow everybody out and win 10 or 11 games. I think we realized that from the get-go with the quarterback situations and everything else. After we've seen what you've seen, regardless of what happens on Sunday or in the playoffs, do you think either of these teams retain their head coaches? Uh, I'm As far as the Saints go, I'm pretty sure that Dennis Allen is going to come back. I mean, Mickey Loomis, uh, the Saints general manager, is pretty much come out uh, in his weekly talks on WWL and, and hinted as much. So I, I would be stunned if Dennis Allen uh, was not retained. I, You know, will there be tweaks to the staff? I, I You know, every year that happens, right. so we'll see what goes on with that. But I, I would be shocked if Dennis Allen was not the coach. As far as the Falcons, you know, I, obviously I listen to you guys a lot, and I, I know that the narrative that's been put around. But, you know, it's really hard you think about it it's hard for owners you know to to change things up especially three years in 
and, and I know you guys haven't been in the playoffs, and I know you're not going to be 500 again. Um, but, I mean, you're talking about something that happened three years ago, and you're going to blow the whole thing up and start over again. It's just it's just a really difficult thing to do. Yeah, it really is. Real quick, um, what have the Saints done the last five weeks, winning three out of five, uh, taking care of business against Tampa Bay? What have they done in those games that have made you think that they can take care of the Falcons on Sunday? Definitely played better, Finn. Um, you know, the, there's a little more consistency on offense, specifically scoring touchdowns. Uh, I mean, that was just a complete disaster throughout the season, and you guys saw it in the game at the at the Benz. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, move the ball up and down the field, kick field goals. I, I mean, does that sound familiar? It to does. You guys? It yeah, does. it rings a bell. Yeah, um, but that's really what was the problem the entire season. That's starting to change now. As a matter of fact, I, I believe in the last four weeks, the Saints are number one in red zone offense, talking about, you know, scoring touchdowns. So, you know, Jimmy Graham, who we signed uh, before the season, has been basically a healthy scratch most of the year. The guy's got six catches and four of them are touchdowns, and they find, hey, let's put him, uh, in, let's put him in a situation to score touchdowns, and it's been working. So, and of course, the fans are going, well, why wasn't this happening the entire year? But um, that's really been the main change, though, Finn, is uh, we're scoring touchdowns now instead of kicking field goals, and it's paid off. Todd Graffanini, voice of the NBA's New Orleans Pelicans and digital contributor for the New Orleans Saints, joining us here in the locker room on the fans, 680-93.7 FM. Graff, uh, Ryan Nielsen, he's been doing a great, great job uh, revamping the defense for the Atlanta Falcons, and I look at the Saints, the sack numbers are down from uh, previous seasons. Do you think that's had an impact defensively, especially the defensive line, is why the, the the Saints sack numbers are down a little bit? Yeah, that that might have something to do with it, Joe. Uh, I mean, look, Ryan Nielsen's an outstanding uh, coordinator, uh, and and it was tough to see him go from here. Uh, even though Dennis Allen, you know, has been calling defense uh, since he's got here in, in 2017, but he was an outstanding uh, coach. Um, I, I just think that you know, quite honestly, we're just a lot older on defense you know cam jordan who you guys know very well he's got two sacks this year oh i mean yeah he and look he would sack matt ryan three times in one game uh going in into these past games against the falcons but yeah it's just been tough to to really generate any type of of pass rush and that's really hurt this defense um and you know we'll see what happens on sunday but it's just you know it's been tough defensively this year, I think the defense was a little overrated uh, going into the year than what we have seen uh, transpire throughout. Without a doubt, the weakest link for the Falcons has been the quarterback position. What do you guys have at quarterback with Derek Carr? And you talk about some of the ins and outs that you guys have had to deal with and some knickknack injuries. Overall, what do you think he has been and can be? And what do you see defensively, to Joe's point, without you guys getting sacks and the Falcons having a chance maybe with quarterbacks who might not be under duress? Well, it's been a roller coaster ride for Derek Carr, no doubt about it. Um, now, I will say this. He has really been banged up this year. He's finally getting healthy. I mean, he got hurt uh, in the third game of the year against the Green Bay Packers, and he's really uh, been struggling with injuries. He's had to leave two games this year uh, because he's been knocked out of the games, and I think that has affected his performance. You know, uh, the, the fan base here, it really turned on him. Uh, in the middle of the year, you you heard boos in the Superdome uh, this season because of Derek Carr's performance, but he has turned it around and he's playing much much better uh, towards the end of the year. He's 
think, a little more familiar now with the system, and he's familiar with his receivers. But um, yeah, it, it's it's been a, it's been an up and down season, no doubt, uh, for Derek Carr. But he has had to battle through injuries. But he's playing better, and we'll see what happens on Sunday. Defensively, you know, if if I was the Falcons, I would do exactly what I did in the Atlanta game, and that's just run the ball. Uh, the run defense for the Saints has not been what we have seen in the past. Um, the one thing that they do uh, very well, the Saints do, is force turnovers. Mm-hmm. And obviously that can mask a lot of uh, things that can go wrong. So um, they've got to be opportunistic, and that's the key. I- I'm wondering myself who's going to play quarterback for the Falcons on Sunday um, because I think that's going to have a lot to do with it. You know, I actually think Desmond Ritter matches up better against the Saints than than uh, Heineke does because the Saints really have trouble with, with – running quarterbacks mm. I, I mean that's that's been a history thing going back a few years so um yeah it, it's intriguing guys it really really is and of course it's going to come down to it graph hey. i'm always intrigued uh you you guys have one of the superstars that you get a chance to be around all the time in the league and zion williamson with the nba's pelicans obviously uh what's the narrative behind him now the numbers are really good he seems to be healthy um, has he slimmed down any? Is, and has any of the off-the-court stuff turned into a distraction this year at all? Actually, John, no. The The answer to the off-the-court stuff is no. Um, we really haven't heard any about any of that uh, as the season has gone along. You all know that we got to Vegas and got to the semifinals of the in-season tournament, and it was a disaster. I mean, it was an utter disaster. The Lakers mm. just blew us out on national TV. And then you had the TNT guys just absolutely crushing Zion Williamson, you know, for the for the next couple of days. Um, the Pelicans have turned that that uh, Vegas trip into a positive. You know, since that Vegas disaster, the Pels are nine and three, and and Zion is playing outstanding. He's doing it on both ends of the court, and he's in shape and he's available, and that's the key. Uh, the the game uh, the other night in Minnesota actually beat the Timberwolves in their own building in the back end of a back to back. Uh, Zion passed the 29-game played mark, which he was at last year. He got hurt on January 2nd last year and didn't play another game. So Mm -hmm. the key to this Pelicans team right now is this is the healthiest we have been in my five years uh, with the team. And the vision that David Griffin and Trajan Langdon had uh, with Zion Williamson when he was drafted number one that season in 2019 is to surround him with solid players uh, for the most part. We have not been healthy. Now we're healthy. We've got shooting around him, and the driving kick uh, game has been spectacular. We're knocking down threes, and he's playing defense. Not to mention defense. Second in the NBA in defensive rating. What does that look like on a basketball court when you watch it? Because I haven't seen it here in Atlanta in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Ever. It's been a lot of fun. Now, when Willie Green came in three years ago as the head coach, he was a defensive-minded coach from the get-go. And – it's always defense, defense, defense. Well, obviously, in this version of the NBA, you better score points. Um, and I think we saw that a couple nights ago when how many teams had 140 points. Right. The thing about that, though, guys, is that's not realistic when you get to the postseason. You're not going to see 135 points, 140 points, you know, in mid-April on because teams actually start to play defense at, at that particular time. So you got to have the want to and the will to do it throughout the regular season, and that's what we're seeing the Pelicans have right now. And they can score 125, 130 points a night if they want to. There's that much offensive talent on this team. So to have it on both ends of the floor, 
uh, that's going to be a very dangerous team come uh, come postseason. Graf, we were having fun. Uh, there's a high school recruit name that we cannot even spell. I just wanted to ask you, doing play-by-play for as long as you have with Tulane and the Pelicans and everybody else, what's the toughest name you've ever come oh. across trying oh, to pronounce, goodness. if you can remember? Who there's a there's some there's there's a guy for the Spurs whose name is Mamu Kalashvili. <laughs> Excuse me. That's A plus yeah, work, brother. I just, I just call him Mamu. There you go. There you go. I, I'm not. I mean, think about it too, Victor Wembenyama. I mean, you're going to say Wembenyama the entire time? No, you're going to say Wemby. I mean, there that's just that's just what you do. I, I mean, you, you're talking too fast, John, when you're calling an NBA game to start saying these long names. Right. So I'm uh, I'm a I'm a big nickname guy, but. I think a lot of you know play-by-play guys like me are, are, do the same thing. What are your thoughts? Curious, somebody who's in the NBA uh, and around a young star, what are your thoughts and what do you think the thoughts are of people outside of Atlanta on Trey Young? We were talking about where he should be. He should be, as of right now, a starter in the All-Star game. He and Tyrese Halliburton are ripping up the league with assists. Uh, what What is your assessment personally, and then what do you think – the assessment is of other fans of Trey Young from afar. That's that's an interesting question, team. Look, every time the Pelicans play Trey Young, he just absolutely lights us up. Uh, and it, not only does he do it scoring, he distributes as well. I mean, he's a double double machine when you're talking about points and assists. Um, you know, we played the Hawks very very early in the season, and the Hawks actually came in here and won. But that wasn't the present version of the Pelicans who, who you know, you guys saw that night. Um, but I, I think from afar, I, I don't think NBA fans have a lot of respect for him. Why? I don't know. I just feel that's the general perception. I think he's outstanding. Um, just me personally watching the league every night, I think he's one of the best players in the league. And I it just, you know, but like I was talking about Zion, you got to surround him with other talent to really – you know, make those uh, situations where you're going to win games. And if you have all that talent and you're not winning games, I, I just think that the general perception isn't going to be that high of you. Um, I'm pretty surprised that the Hawks are struggling right now. But like you guys said, um, you know, you better play defense. You can't you can't outscore teams every night. You just can't do it. you got to stop somebody at some point. But – if you got Trey Young on the floor, you're always going to have a chance because he can score at will. Good stuff, Graf. We'll look forward to seeing you. I guess you guys will be here in March yep. um, for the Pelicans and the Hawks here in Atlanta. So we'll look forward to seeing you if the time permits. Love to catch up with you, get a bite to eat, or maybe uh, have a drink and tell some old war stories. Yeah. Uh, but we always appreciate your time. We would wish you good luck this week, but we wouldn't mean Not it. I can do it. So um, uh, we look forward to catching up with you the next time, and uh, we'll see which one of these – these franchises either goes or doesn't go, or maybe we both won't be going to the postseason after Sunday. Unless there's a monsoon team in Charlotte, I just don't see right, the yeah. Panthers beating the Buccaneers. Even though if you would have watched Tampa like we did last Sunday, you would not have believed that team is about to win a division because they were terrible. Uh, th- that score, the, the Saints won 23-13. Trust me, it wasn't that close. The Saints dominated from beginning to end. So, yeah, that's the team that controls their own destiny in the NFC South. Well, the Falcons and Saints fans will share that. it be sickening to watch the Buccaneers, a very beatable team, maybe be NFC South champions. Always good catching up with you, Graf. Look forward to catching up with you down the road.
All right, fellas, take care. Todd Graffanini, digital contributor for the New Orleans Saints and play-by-play voice of the Pelicans, joining us here in the locker room on the fan, 680-93.7 FM. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team, build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.